0: I think by now it's pretty clear to everybody I'm a big Elon Musk fan, but there's a lot about Elon Musk and a lot of things that he believes that I don't believe in. And when he when he was making the offer to buy Twitter, and that went on for quite a few months, uh, I was reserving my judgment, number one, because you never know what's going to happen. And secondly, I've had my heart broken many times before. Uh, but with the release of the so-called Twitter files, with the reinstatement of Donald Trump's account, with the reinstatement of 60,000 accounts that were banned because they weren't following correct, uh, you know, uh, uh, good think, then as far as I'm concerned, he's proved his case. But here's what I here's what I wanted to talk to you guys about just kind of informally, really. He's releasing data that is evidence Right, he's not releasing opinions. He's not saying that the FBI colluded with uh, the Biden administration to to basically over to, to to basically influence the 2020 election. He's providing legal evidence in the form of emails that are that are datable, trackable, that are reliable source of information, showing it. He's providing proof. Now, yesterday I saw him call out. Uh, the Bond supervillain of the planet, right? He, He called out Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. And I am actually genuinely becoming concerned about Elon Musk's personal safety. I really am. He is taking on some really, really big people. And if you believe that Jeffrey Epstein managed to hang himself in the 12 minutes that the video cameras suddenly blacked out for no reason before they came back on for no reason... Then that's OK. But that actually did happen. And I'm curious to know if you guys are are worried about his personal safety, because I am because he's taken on some of the he's taken on some of the biggest power players in the world. And we talked on our on our backstage show about um, or I actually might have been on, on your show, Scott. we were talking about um, sentencing. And it's like, you know, Giselle is, uh, is in prison. She's keeping her mouth shut. That's, you know, why she's still alive? Why hasn't she released her client list? Well, because maybe she'd like to live to serve out her prison sentence. You could think this is hyperbole, but I didn't invent this Jeffrey Epstein thing, right? That's not something no. I just cooked up in my own fervid imagination. And when, when Elon Musk is calling out and providing actionable evidence against some of the most powerful people in the world, I'm genuinely concerned for his health. you think that's unreasonable?
1: I, I don't know. Um, first of all, I, I, the thought hadn't occurred to me before because I guess I suppose that somebody of Elon Musk's uh, capabilities has already taken appropriate precautions. <laughs> and so I I tend not to, to worry about him. But I do think that if you are going to start um, – sharing information about people or expressing opinions about people in powerful places, that the best way to do it is out in front of the whole wide world. Uh, Because the, the more public you are about it, the more you insulate yourself from harm in a sense. If you were doing this kind of quietly or leaking information, then there would be Uh, an incentive to shut you down and shut your mouth. But when you just blast it from the rooftops and put it out there to your millions of followers on Twitter and have it retweeted all over the place, um, then I think you kind of insulate yourself in a way. It it, it kind of provides a protective layer around you because you are so public with it. Not only are you bold enough to do this, but now there are all kinds of people watching your back um, because they're concerned for you too. And if anything should happen to Elon Musk, um, you know, people would come down hard on whoever it was that was behind that. So, if you're a target of of Elon's in the sense of uh, a verbal target, um, I think you're. It's better for you to just lay low and ignore him than it is for you to cause him harm.
0: Let me rephrase the question. Let's say that something suspicion happens. Something suspicious happens to Elon Musk. Okay, something as suspicious as what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. What do you think people would actually do? other than get frothy about it because this guy was a witness against some of the most powerful people in America and around the world. And he was murdered and nobody did anything about it. Nobody did anything about it. So what, what, would happen?
1: Well, again, you're framing it in the way that you believe it to be. Um, the pub, the, the law enforcement officials don't say he was murdered. You, you're saying that, and you're saying, well, it's so unlikely that anything else could have been the cause of his death that it must be that he was murdered. So it's not a matter of some big public event that happened and and everybody could see what happened. There is dispute over what happened to, to Jeffrey Epstein. And whether he would have been a witness or not, we really don't know because now, you know, dead men tell no tales. Um, Correct. I, I, I just think— I'm not saying that if I were in Elon's position, I would be going out there and trying to besmirch as many public officials or public figures as I could. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, the way to do it is to shout it from the rooftops. Uh, Be out there as much as possible. Go all in because any other way um, is, number one, not going to be as effective at getting the word out. And number two, make it easier to kind of shut you up before you become a real threat.
0: Well, the official story from the people who had custody of him, was that the video cameras that were in constant use surveilling him suddenly broke down. And when they came back on again, they broke down of their own accord. And when they came back on again of their own accord, he had hanged himself in that, in that little window. Now that is an explanation that defies belief, right? That just simply defies belief. There's the thing it's the, the same thing with the guards not Lo- being it's, there when they it's were the same to same be there. Lo- it's the same thing as Lois Lerner saying well what a, let me see the emails about uh, that that relate to this business of about you suppressing uh conservative 501c3s well i'm sorry uh senator we don't we don't have those emails why not well there was a dr- a failure on our hard drive okay then show me the emails off of the federally mandated backup system you have well, It turned out that failed too okay these emails are on a complete network throughout the uh, IRS taken from one of the other things. Turns out they failed too. That's what she said, right? That was the official, that was the official defense. You, you can't, the, the, it's like Michael Jackson coming on TV and saying he's never had any facial surgery, right? I mean, at, at what point, at what point do you have to say to yourself, the more of this that we accept, the more, of the, the, the more we, we, oh, well, okay, well, I guess the cameras just did kind of burn out on this, on this extraordinarily dangerous individual.
1: See, I thought your topic was, are we concerned about Elon Musk's health?
0: I am. concerned, And the reason I'm concerned about Elon Musk's health is because of what happened to Jeffrey Epstein's health. Yeah. I, I don't see well, any direct or
1: indirect connection between Elon Musk and Jeffrey Epstein. And I know I know you do, and you see a lot of connections that I don't see. But I'm just saying, Elon Musk is doing a great thing as far as public speech goes. And I think it's setting an example. Now, I do I think that he says things that are not correct or that are inelegantly stated or things that I wouldn't say? Yeah, he does a lot of that too. But I'd rather see somebody speaking freely and uh, and doing it in a public way than than somebody who's afraid to speak. So I'm glad Me too. I mean, obviously he he doesn't have the concerns for himself
2: that you have. Um, and I'm glad
0: he said he significantly raised his security uh, expenditures mm-hmm. after yeah. he bought Twitter.
2: Yeah, he's not shaking hands anymore. He's, he's taken on the big boys. Um, although, Why? A little. Why is he not shaking hands anymore if there's no risk to him? Because there's a risk to him. Uh, no, Nobody I, said there's no risk to him, Bill. That's not what
1: I'm saying at all. Like, I think you're I think you're trying to frame what I'm saying in a certain way. I'm glad he's speaking publicly, and I think if I were in his position and I had something to say, I would say it as publicly as possible, rather than say it quietly because it's the best insulation you have from a threat, in addition to the fact that he's beefed up his security, which I assumed that he had. So it's I, I, I think speculating on whether somebody's going to kill Elon Musk, I just don't know
2: where this is going. Um, a couple of things that are only tangents, but interesting still. I think um, one. It, my personal theory with Epstein is he might have been given the uh, Frankie Five Angels treatment from Godfather uh, Two. Uh, Fra- Frankie was Frankie uh, was uh, one of uh, oh. the uh, uh, captains. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here. Here, here's a pistol. I'm going to leave the room for five minutes. And
2: he, he was, uh, yeah, he was uh, in federal custody, and and uh, they were going to flip him, and he was going to have to testify against uh, against Michael. And Tom Hagan, the family attorney, goes and has a little talk with him in prison, and they talk about how in the old Roman days, because we're both big sure, fans of Roman history, now. that uh, if somebody committed, uh, do the
0: right thing and treason, kill
2: yourself, yeah, that's, and as long as you kill yourself, the family is taken care of. Your family is taken care of. And of course he kills himself. Um, so I think Epstein may have been told, if if you want this to go nicely, do it in this time frame. And if you don't want it to be nicely, we'll see you later. My own personal theory. Got nothing to back that up other than I really love the Godfather movies. Uh, the other is, um, <sighs> there's more wrong with pre-Musk Twitter than we knew. Uh, it's uh, kind of lost among all the Twitter file stuff, which is great by the way. Uh, there's a, a whistleblower, is a, a Twitter's former security guy, uh, uh, Peter or Piter, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, uh, Mudge, his nickname, everybody really calls him Mudge, Zatko, long-time proponent of improved internet security, gets hired by Twitter to improve their internet security, and it never happened. Not only did it never happen, but 10 years ago, 11 years ago, Twitter signed an agreement, a legally binding agreement with the FTC, that they were going to improve their security practices because things were so awful over there. And what Mudge found out is uh, Twitter was lying to their own board about the improvements they were making. They were lying to the FTC about the improvements they were making. Let me read to you. I wrote wrote about this yesterday, if I'd get on it. Uh, I got a comment from somebody who says I work in infosec for a living and talked about these issues months ago in multiple comments around red state and sister sites I specialize in insider risks which means focusing on the really sensitive data by the way twitter had five th- more than 5000 employees who had root access to twitter's code base um, and not That's all of them lot. were coders i mean this this place was a mess uh, back to the commenter who said, these issues go much bigger and Mudge's report pairs with the Twitter files. Mudge, uh, his uh, whistleblower complaint went public over the weekend, and that's that's how we know all this stuff. Incredibly detailed files. Uh, you need to talk to an InfoSec professional about all the issues that haven't broke his stories yet. He says, I'll start you off with epic SOX and SEC fraud. The stories are there in the already released material. So I'm, I'm going to be looking these up later. Old Twitter management, my commenter says, should be doing hard time in prison. Um, Musk has a much bigger problem on his hands fixing Twitter just with just with the lies that he bought for 44 billion dollars about how this company was run and the security that they they had. Um, so he's got his he's got his physical security to worry about because, yeah, he's going after the big guys. Uh, he also has a company to save that is in such a mess that I'm convinced now that the reason the board sued him to go through with the purchase is they didn't want to be caught in the room with the fan when the stuff hits it.
1: You know, I uh, the fifth installment of the so-called Twitter files uh, was released and, and Bari Weiss on Twitter, uh, B-A-R-I-W-E-I-S-S, um, had a, a string of tweets and what I found most intriguing about that was the internal conversations on the Twitter Slack channel, primarily of people inside Twitter. This this whole section of it was about um, post January six and things that Donald Trump said and efforts to get him banned from from Twitter. And internally, there were people saying, "Hey, this this tweet doesn't violate anything. This doesn't this doesn't violate our our." Uh, terms of conditions and stuff like that. Why would we ban his account? Why would we even pull down the tweet? There's nothing in there. And then some people were trying to make the case that his use of the phrase American patriots was tantamount to terrorists, but he was clearly referring to the 75 million people who voted for him or whatever the number was. So I, I don't think anybody was assuming there were 75 million terrorists. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and so, but what, I, what was heartening was that there were people inside of Twitter who were trying to say to the Executives, no, we don't have grounds to to call, say this is a violation. We don't have grounds to kick him off or even yank the tweet. And then Barry, uh Weiss laid out this whole series of tweets that other world leaders had sent out that did not get them banned from Twitter, including one by one uh, a leader of some country who basically uh, called for the destruction of the Jews. <laughs> and so, you know, the, these people may have had their tweets pulled. Uh, but they didn't get banned from Twitter. Meanwhile, the the executives at Twitter ultimately decided to ban Trump, even though internal discussions, there were people fighting for him, not as advocates of President Trump. They weren't fans of his. They were just saying, look, he hasn't done anything to
0: merit this. Does the fact that the FBI was involved with at the very least petitioning twitter to uh, take an editorial stand does that break piercing the corporate veils of precise legal terms so that's not what i'm talking about but everything up until this point has been it's a private company they can do whatever yeah. they want to until
2: they start the, doing the, the constitution
0: work. is here to yeah. is to protect us against government censorship not not the fact that the newspaper won't print your editorial letter now does the fact that the fbi uh, at least in these in these um uh internal documents the fact that the FBI and the Biden administration are essentially putting pressure on Twitter to to do something that they want them to do are we now in actionable first amendment violation so. territory
2: yes absolutely
1: yeah, I didn't see the the series of tweets you're talking about, but I would, I would um, couch it this way. If the FBI calls up a private corporation and says, look, we have an active investigation of a particular person or a group of people, and we'd like you to do this or not do that or whatever because it will screw up our investigation, that's one thing. If they're just writing in and saying, hey, we don't like what you're saying about the president's son uh, because we think he's keen
2: um, – <laughs> The, well, I think that's what hap- else. What happened was, and I got a lot of this from Miranda Devine, who's been on top of the laptop, he, laptop story since uh, broke. She's at the New York Post, the paper that broke it. She's your go-to yeah. reporter for this. Um, in 2019, the FBI knew that the laptop was legitimate. In 2020, they were pushing Twitter and Facebook to silence it because they said it was fake.
1: Oh, So that now when you say legitimate, what you mean is that they that they knew that the laptop belonged to Hunter Biden. Yes.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they put a great deal of pressure on social media. Lying because they knew the truth, saying no, this is Russian disinformation. You've got to, you've got to ban this. Yeah, and
1: I saw things like James Brennan um, and others, and I forget whether they were in or out of office at the time, were essentially uh, floating the idea that this looks like classic Russian, you know, spycraft and and fakery, and so they were they were trying to put forward that theory. I didn't catch the tweets that were specifically actual active FBI staff contacting Twitter and saying. We this is this is false. This is not Hunter Biden's laptop. I didn't see that. If that's in there, I just missed
0: it. I haven't seen it yet. That was the mainstream media response to this story for the last two years until about, well, until about when when Musk took over Twitter. Now, all of a sudden, CBS is saying it turns out it was actually really his laptop. Now that it now that it's too late to do anything about it. Oh well
2: yeah, their their attitude is you remember what uh Harry Reid said after the twenty twelve election when he got caught lying yes, about I do. Mitt Romney's taxes? He said it worked, yep. didn't it? Worked, didn't it? Yeah, I
1: know that that Twitter was claiming um that I I think in that situation as well that it was kind of a hack their hack material policy may have been violated and therefore they wouldn't publish something from If somebody's computer had been stolen or if data from somebody's computer had been stolen, that they would not publish that because it was illicitly acquired information, basically. That was their
0: claim. You know, the sunlight is the great disinfectant. That's the entire um, theory of, of a free society and a free press. But when the press is not free when the press is perfectly willing to go along with, uh, with claiming that this laptop was, was fake without investigating it on their own, which is their obligation as a free pe- press, right? I don't remember any in-depth investigative reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop. I don't remember any Watergate level kind of, we've got to get down to the bottom of this. This is important. I didn't see the mainstream media do any of that. So when the press is no longer doing its job, then then what we find ourselves in the situation with historically is one private citizen has basically stood up and written a check to to not only restore free speech to at least one of these platforms, but to then go much further than that and to release internal documents proving that that these violations of Americans' rights actually occurred. And the people involved in this are the highest people in government. And if it turned out that Jeffrey Epstein were still sitting in jail, I wouldn't be talking about this, but he's not. This happened in front of the entire country and everybody knows it, right? So yes, I'm worried about him. I am absolutely worried about him. I, I know he has, He look, he's the richest guy in the world. He's going to have a tremendous amount of personal security simply because of his monetary value, right? And and when you think about kidnapping attempts, those are essentially low level, relatively amateur things. But if the country is going to sit back and say, "Oh, I guess the camera went off for the twelve years, the twelve minutes he hung himself, and it came back on," if they can say that and get away with it, then what what makes you think that they would that they would look at this any differently? This is, I'd love to say I'm making all this up. I'd love to think that this was some fevered dream, you know, some some weird theory, but this actually happened in front of everybody's eyes and and nothing has has happened as a result of it, right? Nothing has happened as a result of it. If he really did commit suicide, then the video footage of this would be all the evidence you would need to have killed this story immediately, wouldn't even be a story. There he is. He did it. But these things happen. Camera went out. Oh, came back on. Look at that. He's hanging. Okay. What a weird kind of technical glitch it is i I am concerned that now he has taken on very big people and and the last time I saw somebody that had actionable evidence against very important people, they were found in a prison cell where the video cameras had taken a twelve minute dive. That's what actually happened so the good thing about Elon Musk is. He's a smart guy, he's the richest guy in the world, he's not an idiot. If he if he felt it was necessary for him to significantly increase his personal security after buying Twitter, then that tells me that Elon Musk knows that I'm not inventing this. He's aware that his risk is now higher than it used to be. And that fact alone is shameful and disgraceful. And a big indication of just how corrupt these institutions have become.